Hi, this cooking show is not actually real. I don't actually know how to cook any of these things. Do not try to cook them yourself. I made up the cooking instructions and recipes. They are not real. They don't actually exist. Also, there is some sensitive content, so proceed with caution. Anyways, enjoy! Hello, everybody. Welcome to my cooking show. My name is Marvin, and today I'm going to teach you how to cook and serve lungs. Why lungs, you ask? Well, I pride myself in being unpredictable. You can make anything taste good if you season it properly, so if you're ever in a situation where you for some reason only have access to lungs for cooking, you'll know exactly what to do with them. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take the lungs and you're gonna cover them head to toe in olive oil. After you do that, you're gonna sprinkle the full area of the meat with a combination of salt, pepper, chickweed, clover, elder, rosemary, and cayenne pepper. Some people would think all the seasoning you need is salt and some pepper. Those people would be white. <clears throat> I mean wrong. The seasoning is the most important part and you need to know exactly what spices really bring out the meats. So after you massage the spices into each lung, you're going to preheat the oven to 6,000 degrees. Put the lungs on a tray, and once the oven is preheated, you shove that tray in there for about 30 minutes. After those 30 minutes are up, you're going to take the lungs out of the oven, flip them over, and put them right back in there for another 30. While you're waiting for the lungs to bake, you can get started on some sautéed vegetables. Those are pretty simple. You can take any combination of vegetables, spice them, and then put them in an oiled pan. I generally like to chop up bell peppers, squash, zucchini, green beans, and broccoli, then just throw them in the pan for a few minutes. You could always just buy a pack of mixed vegetables from the frozen food section at the grocery store, but I like to make my own. So after you've cooked the vegetables for a little while, you're going to pour about half a cup of bleach into the pan. This step is optional, but I like doing it because it really adds a nice contrast to the saltiness of the vegetables. Once the vegetables are done, the lungs will also most likely be done as well. So you take the lungs out of the oven and you sit them on the counter. You put some plastic wrap over the container of vegetables so they remain fresh and you let the lungs simmer for about 20 minutes. While we're waiting for the lungs to simmer, I'm gonna take this time to tell you about someone who is very special to me. We'll say his name was Todd for privacy reasons. We met in culinary school and did not get along at first. He was loud, abrasive, and above all, rude. Most classmates considered him to be a bully. He was very passionate about cooking. A little too passionate if you ask me, but you know. His goal in life was to become the number one chef in the country. I was nothing like that. I enjoyed cooking, but I was kind of a slacker, so to speak, which Todd did not respect. He thought I was lazy, and I thought he was a pretentious prick. We constantly fought in class, which caused near expulsion on several occasions. My freshman year was awkward at first, because even though I had already made myself an enemy, I didn't have any friends. Until I met Lucy. She and I had a math class together, and we quickly became very close. Lucy already had a friend group that I was almost immediately adopted into because she and her closest high school friends had all applied and miraculously gotten into the same college. Unfortunately, one of those friends in that group just so happened to be Todd. We were forced to spend time around each other constantly, but luckily we never had to actually interact. Every time we were both invited to do something with the rest of the friend group, we contentedly ignored each other in favor of the other group members. 
One day, we were both invited to a restaurant where we were supposed to meet Lucy and our other friend, Devon. We both arrived, and Lucy was waiting for us at a table. Where's Devon? I asked. They're not coming, said Lucy. Todd and I both looked at her in confusion. I'm also going to be leaving in just a moment. Why? I said. Because it's about time for you and Todd to sit down and try to work through your differences. My eyes widened. That was not something that I was prepared to deal with at that time. I looked over to my right to see Todd's face turn purple. He was practically steaming. His eyes were burning holes through poor Lucy's head. Don't cause a scene, Todd. We're in public, Lucy said. Which was smart. She must have really planned this out. He couldn't throw a fit because it would be inappropriate, and as impolite as he could be, he generally tried to keep up appearances in restaurants that he liked because of his desire to become a top chef. Lucy got up and ushered the two of us into the booth. We were sitting as far apart from each other as we possibly could. You boys work out your issues. Tell me how it goes. She started to walk away, and both Todd and I called out to her desperately in an attempt to sway her not to leave us by ourselves. It was to no avail. The moment she was out of sight, Todd stood up to leave. What are you doing? I asked. Getting the hell out of here. No way am I going to sit here and try to have a conversation with the likes of you, he replied. I was tempted to up and leave as well. Every conversation Todd and I had had before this point had ended in screaming and occasionally fists. But then I remembered Lucy. She got a reservation at a nice restaurant for us, and damn it, I was willing to put up with Todd for an hour for her sake. Sit down, Todd. We should at least try, for Lucy's sake. Todd's eyes bored into my soul for a moment, but eventually he let out a defeated grumble and sat back down opposite me. So, tell me what you dislike about me, I said. Todd snorted. Everything. I told him to be a bit more specific. He sighed. You don't actually care about becoming a chef. I don't even know what you bother at school. You obviously don't give a shit. I laughed. Cooking is more of a hobby for me than anything else. I don't actually want to pursue it. That doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it, though. Apparently, this was very much the wrong thing to say. Why would you even go to cooking school if that's not the path that you're gonna choose? I mean, are you stupid? If you're not aiming to be the best, then what is even the point? He said a little too loudly. I tried to quiet him down. He refused to comply. He struck the table with his fists. I don't understand people like you. You have no passion, no desire to be on top, no drive. What even goes on? You're a boring little brain. I'm so sick of everyone in the world being so small. It doesn't make any sense. Why can't they see that the world is so much bigger than their stupid little dreadfully human problems? The waiter came over at this point to ask if everything was all right, but I was already on my feet with a prepared rebuttal. Listen here, Mr. Superiority Complex, not everybody is a pretentious asshole who only cares about winning. Some people do things simply just to do them, and that's okay. I love cooking. It's fun. I'm not a sore loser like you. I'm sorry that that pisses you off. Todd stood up and reached across the table to grab my shirt. He pulled me close to his face, enough for me to feel his breath on my lips. He opened his mouth to say something, but stopped when he felt something being crushed in his hand. And a loud crunch was heard. He let go of my shirt to realize that he had just broken the pair of sunglasses that were hanging on the collar. Unbeknownst to him, those glasses were terribly important to me. They were the last present that my mother had ever gotten me before passing away due to terminal illness. Todd could see the look in my eyes when I realized that the glasses were broken, and he immediately knew that he had made a grave 
mistake. I didn't say another word. I simply walked out of the restaurant with my teeth gritted and my fist clenched. I didn't know this at the time, but strangely enough, the breaking of the sunglasses was the first step to the two of us becoming friends. Closer friends than either of us had had before, at that. Amazing how things like that work out, isn't it? It really is too bad that he had to die in the end. Anybody can cook. All you need are ingredients and a recipe. If you follow the book, the possibilities are endless. Just wait and see. It's a dog eats dog world out there. So you do what you must to stay alive. Do you want to win or do you want to survive? You know you can't choose both, so pick a side. And if you live, you keep on lying. And everything will be fine. Anybody can be cooked. It just depends on their relationship with their family. You've got to take a closer look, see how they're doing socially. Because you see, it's a dog. Dog world out there And you do what you must To stay alive And you think about it People can tell how you really died And you wonder if his death could be staged as a suicide And you have to keep on lying And everything will be fine So you claim denial And you show with a smile To destroy the thought would be a waste And not to mention they could find him In almost any place So I made sure he disappeared without any trace I'm ahead of the game It's a dog-eats-dog dog world out there And you do what you must to stay alive And you season his whole body with garlic and chives And you serve him with a bottle of champagne at five And if you live, you keep on lying And everything will be fine If you win, you die If you lose, you lie If you win, you die If you lose, you lie And you just keep on lying And everything will be fine And you just won't tell them where you were on Friday night And if you play far ahead, you'll have a pretty solid So the last step is presentation. What you do to properly plate this meal is you take the lungs and cut them into thin strips and lay them out across two or three plates. The most people you can serve with this recipe is three. After you've sliced up the lungs, you divvy up the sautéed vegetables into small bowls that you can put in the upper corner of your plate. You then drizzle the whole plate with honey mustard sauce just to add a little color. It also adds a little tangy kick to your dish. Pour yourself a cup of Chardonnay, and voila, you've made a meal. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cooking with Marvin. I hope to see you all again next week, where I will be preparing... Leg. <laughs> <laughs>